Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast, brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I'm your host, Matt Gregory. And today, you know, round two's over. We witnessed some fantastic series this week. Holy cow. Uh, let's start out with Yankees Rays. I mean, let's start out with what ended last. Yankees Rays, it was fantastic. I'm not going to lie. It was probably one of the best series ever. Uh, Tyler Glasnow versus Garrett Cole. You can't really call it Tyler Glasnow's re- revenge game against Garrett Cole because he threw 2.1 innings, but you know what? He did it effectively. 2.1 innings, you know what? It is what it is. He pitched good. Uh, Garrett Cole, phenomenal outing. You know, he got the short end of the stick there, but Garrett Cole still played great, still pitched great, still competed at a high level. It's Garrett Cole is exactly what we'd expect from him. That series was honestly great. Uh, like I said in my previous prediction, I felt like the Rays just had too much pitching. And you know what? That's what it came down to. The Yankees pitching did great, but the Rays just had more. Uh, the Yan- the Rays, uh, they, won the, they won the game 2-1. to one. They won the series 3-2. to two. Uh, You know what? That's just classic. That's classic Yankees-Rays. It's going to be a series. It's going to be like a rivalry going forward that's going to be great. And a little action for you guys. I was sitting watching the game with a couple friends last night, and Mike Brousseau comes up against Chapman, and they show the flashback of Chapman throwing at his head. And you know what? Hold on. I'm going to get my roommate in here. Hey, Brennan, come here real quick. Uh, you're, you're guest starring on the podcast. I need, I need to get clarification on something. All right. This is my roommate, Brennan. Hey, Brennan, last night uh, we're watching the Yankees-Rays game, right? Yeah. And I go, oh, look, it's Michael Brousseau, the guy Chapman threw at. What, what were my immediate words before the pitch came out of his hand? Before the pitch came out of your hand, your words were, he's going to go yard right now. I was like, baseball is just such a poetic game. He's going to go yard here. It just makes sense. Thank you so much, Brennan. I just needed your help on that. No worries. Yeah, I mean, guys, I don't know what happened. I don't know why I thought that was going to happen. I don't know how I knew that was going to happen. But it's one of those things that's like, Baseball gives its own justice. Baseball's so poetic, it just makes so much sense. That's the way it always works. And you know what? It's also poetic in the opposite way. Uh, hopping into the Astros series, Astros A's. God, A's, you let America down. And I'm not going to lie, this is a really hot take that's going to make a lot of people upset. I'm starting to like the Astros again. I'm not going to lie. I, I understand that they cheated in 2017, but I'm starting to like the Astros again. I'm watching that offense, and I'm like... Man, something about this team I just really like. And maybe it's the fact that they're underdogs and no one else likes them. I'm not rooting for them to beat the Rays because I'm a huge Rays guy. But holy cow, in that last series, I was like, man, the A's are so lame. Let's go Astros. But I couldn't say that, of course. Uh, But yeah, man, the Astros, they went out and they balled out. You know what? The big question for them has been pitching, and the pitching was fine. Honestly, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, the offense for the A's was non-existent. I don't know what was wrong with those guys. And then, like, the pitching and the defense, two of the things that they were the best at, they also struggled. So I don't know what's wrong with that A's team. Honestly, they're just losers. Um... I'm sorry if you're an A's fan, but you guys are just losers. Uh, it's And it's, like, top-down, like, the upper management, like, oh, my gosh. And this starts with David Farce down. I This organization just makes me upset. I feel like they're so happy being losers. Making the playoffs does not make you a winner. Like, I understand a team like the Seattle Mariners, yeah, they're losers. But if you don't win the World Series, you're losers, too. This A's team, I don't know what it is about them. They're like the wannabe Tampa Bay Rays, and it kind of upsets me. 
and once again, they came down on the biggest stage and they let America down. You know, it is what it is. The A's, I don't know, man. They're just poverty. That's exactly what they are. They're a poverty franchise and the Coliseum is gross. I hope A's fans come at me for that. The Coliseum is gross. The only good thing you guys have going for you is Dallas Braden. Okay, that's not true. You guys also have Matt Chapman and Matt Olson and Ramon Laureano. You guys have good players, but you know what I mean. I, I, that, that, that franchise just, it's gross. I don't like it. Braves-Marlins, uh, I mean, that was a good series. Uh, I liked how chippy it was. I'm not going to say it was a good like baseball series, but it was entertaining because the two teams obviously don't like each other. Uh, the Braves, they swept. They were obviously the much better team. It's kind of what I thought was going to happen, but you never know. I had a little bit of hope. Uh, the Marlins have officially lost their first postseason series. Uh, they're 7-1. and one. I'm not going to lie. That's still pretty great. 2-0 and oh against my Cubs in the playoffs. But yeah, the Braves, they, you know what? They came out and they did what they needed to do. Uh, their pitching is looking phenomenal. I don't really think their pitching has been tested yet because they've played two offenses that aren't really fantastic, like top tier. Uh, and they're about to go up against the Dodgers. And that is a team that can hit the ball. So this is going to be a really interesting series, but we'll hop into that later. Uh, Braves, good stuff. Freddie Freeman better freaking win MVP. Holy cow, that guy's phenomenal. In our last NL series, Dodgers-Padres. Uh, this was probably my second favorite series to watch after Yankees-Rays, of course. Uh, Dodgers-Padres, really good series. Another one that got was a sweep, uh, but it was a really great series. It was really entertaining. Um, these are two teams, once again, that hate each other. Uh, there was a lot of chirping, a lot of action. Cody Bellinger robbing home runs. That was fantastic. Good for him. Bruised our Gratterall through his glove. Actually, I'm going to get backstory on that. Uh, earlier in the game, Machado hit the first home run of the game for the Padres. Got them the first run on the board. A uh, ball that was actually really far out of the zone. It was low of uh, Kershaw. Uh, and he throws his bat towards his dugout. That's fine. I mean, he's celebrating with his guys. But it's one of those things where if, you can, if you're going to dish it, you got to take it back. So I was like, you know what, like, you know, Machado, always a hothead, but, like, he didn't throw the bat towards the Dodgers dugout. He didn't stare the Dodgers down. He threw the bat, jogged around the bases, whatever, it's fine. Tatis comes up uh, and hits a line drive. Uh, looks like it's going to be a home run. This is in the seventh inning. Cody Bellinger goes up and robs it. Phenomenal play. Cody Bellinger celebrates. Bruce Dargraterol <laughs> retaliates and throws his glove like Machado threw his bat. Machado turns at him, yells, F you, F you. But, like, the thing is, like, Machado, if you're going to dish it, you got to take it, my man. Like, this is why a lot of people, no, this is why everyone hates Machado. Machado is such a prick. He'll come and he'll, he'll be the first guy to open his mouth when he's doing something right. But when it's back on him, he's like, why, what is this? Why are you coming at me? So, Machado, dude, stop being a dick. Oh, stop being a prick, Machado. It, it's, <laughs> it's so immature. It's so lame. And, like, I don't know. I feel like we're at a point in time where athletes, like, yes, I understand being in the heat of competition, but, like, you're a loser. Like, you're acting like a loser about it. You can compete with them. You can bark at them. But when they do it back, you can't get butt hurt. That's, that's all I'm saying, Machado. Figure it out, man. Grow up. Oh, my gosh. Padres and A's fans already both hate me now. Congratulations, small ball podcast. Oh, that's not good. All right. 
now we're going to hop into the NL matchups going into the next week. Uh, we got the Braves-Dodgers rematch of the 2018 ALDS. Uh, Dodgers 1-4, but I feel like this is a different Braves team. This Braves team, a lot more competitive. MVP Freddie Freeman on their side this time. I'm, I'm going to keep tooting that horn because if he doesn't win MVP, it's going to be an outrage. Uh, yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Uh, it's going to be a good series, though. Um, I expect it to go six. Uh, I say Dodgers in six. I think the the Braves will sneak off a couple games, but I just think the Dodgers are too good. Top to bottom, it's just a fantastic team. Um, the offense is great. The pitching has been really good. The defense has been good. Uh, Corey Seager, man, that guy. I called that at the beginning of the season. I said he's going to be the X factor for the Dodgers, and you know what? He's been that in the playoffs. Corey Seager's been phenomenal. Uh, Cody Bellinger, I need him to play a lot better at the plate. I'm not saying he's been bad, but... I, the offensive in the playoffs has just never been there for Cody Bellinger, and I just need him to pop off, have one great series. Um, and you know what? I am a baseball fan before anything, and what I'm starting to realize is after these playoffs, I don't know when baseball will be back. We don't have an official return date. So I think I'm hoping all of these series go to seven. Uh, just for the sheer fact that I want to watch as much baseball as I can before it's over. And I feel like that's a completely fair statement. I feel like any baseball fan would agree. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a good series. Uh, once again, I said Dodgers in six. I hope it goes seven. Um, I don't really care if the Dodgers win or not. I don't care if the Braves win or not. I don't have a bias. Uh, but I just want to see the best baseball played possible. I want everyone to stay safe. Thank goodness we've had no COVID issues since we've been in the bubble. I knocked on wood, don't worry. Uh, it's been good to see these guys go out and hang out and see their families. Um, watching after the celebration, seeing the little kids playing in the dirt and on the field is great. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy for these players. They're getting with their families. Normally they wouldn't be able to do this uh, in a regular postseason while they're traveling. If they're playing away, they wouldn't be with their families every day. But you know what? Now they get to be with their families every day. They get to go home, have a good, nice meal with their wife every night. So I'm really happy for these players and their families. Hopping into Rays versus Astros. This is a series I have a bias in. Um, I've never shied away from it. I'm I'm a secondary Rays fan. The Rays have been my second team since, I don't know, 20, 2012, 2011. Um, those Rays teams were fun. I was talking with a guy last night about it. Uh, when the Rays were down, I think, 12 games with a month left in the season. Uh, maybe it was eight games. But they were out. They were out of the race. Um, and they, they fought all the way back. And they were down 7-0 to zero in that game. And... They came back and they won it eight to seven. Uh, it was one of the craziest days in baseball history because the or- Orioles also needed to win. I think they needed to beat the Yankees or the Red Sox, and they came through for them. That was a really cool day, uh, and that was the day that I became a Rays fan. I watched that team retaliate for that whole month. They just fought as hard as they could on the last day of the season. They came back from down seven to nothing. Uh, so it was really cool to see because you know baseball is such a crazy sport, such a fun sport, and it's really good to see the numbers on baseball games are going up right now. Actually. Uh, the viewership's up. The game is just really, really fun right now. The game's in. And that's really good to see because the NBA Finals is down on viewership, but baseball's viewership is steadily climbing. Uh, people are enjoying playoff baseball. I think the game's growing a little bit, actually. So, fingers crossed Manfred doesn't screw it up by something. Uh, you really don't know. But, yeah, Rays Astros, man, this is going to be a great series. I don't know how I got that far off topic. I'm so happy for this. Uh, the Rays, man, that team fights. They are some dogs. They've got some savages in the box. Yeah, I do that at the Yankees fans. But, yeah, I, I just love this Rays team. Uh, they, they got some fight. They got some swagger. Uh, Diego Castillo last night getting the nine-out save, I think it was. Maybe it was a six-out save. No, I think it was a nine-out save. Yeah, the Rays, they just, they're just they just playing good baseball. They're 
not they didn't score a ton of runs last night, but they were facing Garrett Cole and you know the Yankees bullpen. What do you expect? Two runs was all it took to win. Good pitching, good defense by the Rays. And let me tell you, man, I just want them to win it for Kevin Kiermeyer. Oh my gosh, that guy deserves a ring. If the Rays, if the Rays win the World Series, I'm coming out on a small ball podcast right now and saying this. If the Rays win the World Series, I will buy a Rays jersey. I'll buy. A, I'm gonna buy a Kevin Kiermeyer jersey if the Rays win the World Series. That's a fact. That will happen. Kevin Kiermeyer jersey, and it'll be hung up in my room. All right, yeah, back into the series, though. Sorry, guys. Once again, this is a rematch series. Uh, Rays-Astros, they met in the 2019 ALDS, and Tyler Glass now actually pitched against Garrett Cole, uh, who he pitched against last night. Uh, Astros won the series in five, um, but it was a great series. I'm not going to lie. The Rays, they really came out and they fought, and they lost to the eventual World Series runner-ups. So this is going to be a really fun series. Whoever wins this series obviously goes to the World Series. So you know what we're gonna see? It's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight. I'm really excited. Uh, the Rays they got that stable of guys who throw 98. <laughs> I just can't wait. This is gonna be so fun. Um, I'm picking Rays in five, six. Rays in six. I think both of these series are gonna go six. Uh, I'm picking the Rays here, but I think the Astros are gonna put up a really good fight. I just think the Rays are just so much more talented. Um, and they you know what they knocked off the Yankees, who I think are. A really good squad so I think the Rays got this one in the bag uh, let's hop into x-factors so this is part two of x-factors uh, last week we talked about the x-factors Dodgers it's got to be Dustin May um, Dustin May has been used in so many different roles for the Dodgers already this postseason whether it's a start whether it's a bullpen appearance whether it's a long relief appearance Dustin May's been their guy. Uh, Dustin May's going to go have to go out, and he's going to have to shove. He's going to have to be their best pitcher. Um, he's going to have to – not their best pitcher, but he's going to have to be one of their best pitchers. This is – don't forget, this is this guy's rookie year. I know he had a little bit of time last year, but I'm pretty sure his official rookie year is this year. Uh, so Dustin May, he's going to be the Dodgers' X factor. He's got to perform big for them if they want to beat the Braves. For the Braves, it's going to be Ian Anderson. That guy absolutely shoved in his last couple starts. The guy's not getting any media attention either. It's really weird. The guy's a really good pitcher. Uh, I hadn't heard of him before the playoffs, if I'm being completely frank with you. I saw him in the regular season a little bit, but I didn't know he was this good. Uh, so, yeah, this guy's been phenomenal for them. Um, he's just going to have to go out and shove. He's going to have to go out and do what he's been doing. Um, the Braves are one of two teams to have four shutouts through five games in the postseason. Um, obviously, they face the Marlins and the Reds offenses, which have been feast or famine all year. Uh, but still, that's really impressive. Um, so, yeah, the Braves, I think they have an 0.60 ERA through all of their games they've played. That's insane. So, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a good series. If the Ray, or the Braves can keep up that pitching somehow against that Dodgers offense, it's going to be a series because the Dodgers, they have great pitching too. It's not just a one-dimensional team. Ian Anderson, definitely for them. Astros, this one's a little bit more difficult for me. I want to say George Springer, but that guy always shows up. Uh, I want to say Alex Bregman, but he's been playing really good. I want to say Carlos Correa, but he's been playing good. So I'm going to go with Jose Altuve because I feel like that guy holds that team down. I feel like he's their leader. And you know what? I, I'm i not saying that I'm an Astros fan by any means. I'm not saying that I love the Astros, but I'm going to make that promise too. If the Astros win the World Series, I'll cop an Astros jersey. I'll wear it. People are going to bang trash cans around me, but you know what? It is what it is. Maybe I'll just make that. Maybe I'll just make that for whatever team wins. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Whatever team wins the 2020 World Series, I'm gonna buy a jersey of that team. Uh, that's a promise. Um, and I'll let the, the Small Paul Podcast viewers, you guys can pick which player I get depending on which team wins. So scratch that Kevin Kiermaier thing. Yeah, we'll go with that. 
Um, yeah, but the Astros, I feel like Jose Altuve is their X factor. I feel like he's the guy that holds them down. He's their leader. Um, obviously not a good enough leader because in 2017, apparently he didn't cheat, but he let his teammates do it. That is what it is. <laughs> bang, bang. No, but seriously, the Astros fans, they've been through enough. Uh, they've been through more than their team has, honestly. I feel like, I feel like the fans get more flack than the players did. But still, I mean, I, I don't know. This Astros team, they're just really interesting. So, yeah, Jose Altuve is my X Factor for them. And then for the Rays, my X Factor is Bump Day Blake Snell. Snellzilla, the Dino Snell, uh, any other nicknames you can think of. Man, that guy. That's that's my X Factor for the Rays. Um, Blake Snell's going go to have to go out and shove. Um, at the top of that rotation, they got a three-headed beast, Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, and Tyler Glass now. And Blake Snell's the one guy that I feel like has to go deep into the ball game. I feel like the Rays, I know they have a great bullpen, but one of them is going to have to start going deep into ball games. I feel like all of them are going four or five innings, and yeah, I understand it's playoff baseball. You don't want to put your starters too deep. One of them started, they, they, start, they got to start going deeper. It's, it's got to happen. Uh, but yeah, Bump Day Blake Snell, that's my pick for the X Factor. And you know what? I think that he's going to come out and he's going to have a great series. I think that – I think that mm, – this is a really hot take. I don't know why this just hit me like this. I think Willie Adamas is going to win ALCS MVP. I don't know why, but that's just my guess. Willie Adamas or Mike Zunino, one of those two. It's just going to have a phenomenal series. But, yeah, um, Blake Snell, he's got to come out. He's got to have a great series. Um, if he doesn't, if he gets roughed up, the Astros' office just keeps doing what they've been doing. The Astros are going to win that series. Uh, I feel like every series, the Astros, they go down a couple runs every game. They go down, like, four runs. It's like, oh, the Astros jump out to a 2-0 lead. Oh, the Astros are down 6-2. Oh, the Astros lost today. Oh, no, the Astros are up 9-6. What's going on? Uh, this Astros team, they've been phenomenal all postseason. This offense has been on. It's been astronomical, you could say. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens this postseason. we got two teams of real competitors. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Blake Snell's my pick for the X Factor. All right, and I'm going to do this again. What do the eliminated teams need to do going forward for success uh, to potentially be in the position of the championship series next year? A's, you guys just got to stop being so lame. That's all I got to say about you guys. You're lame. I don't know what it is about the A's. I feel like they're, like, poverty. Um... I feel like they like enjoy not being great. They enjoy being good. So A's, I don't know what it is with you guys. You always have always have good regular seasons, and then you get to the playoffs, and you're like, yeah, like we're happy to be here. You're like a college chick on her first night. Like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. Yay, I got invited to the party. But you're not gonna have fun at the party. You're just happy to be there. Yeah, you're like one of the. That's exactly what the A's are. They're that. They're that girl. That goes to the party and just takes snaps. She just takes snaps of being there and doesn't actually have a good time. The A's are lame. I don't know what it is about you guys. And you know what? I love Moneyball. I love Billy Bean. And I know he's not your GM anymore. I don't think. No, it's, yeah, it's forced. But still, it, you guys, you guys are lame. I don't know what it, why, why? Why do you guys have to be the way that you are? Why are you the way that you are? My Michael Scott voice. I, just disappointing because I want to like you guys, but you're just lame. So, yeah, A's, stop being lame. Yankees, try being healthy all year, guys. I don't know. I think that you guys should just try being healthy all year, and then maybe everyone will be hot at the same time because everyone's not warming back up. You know what? Hats off to Stanton. Stanton's Stanton's knock on his career has been he hasn't performed this postseason, but he had a great postseason. That guy was hitting the crap out of the ball. Stanton was playing good baseball. Stanton was 
probably their best hitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Higashioka, uh, catcher. Wow. Shout out to that guy. Um, Gary Sanchez is a scrub. Holy cow. So, Higashioka, good on you, man. He was Garrett Cole's catcher all year. And then they were like, you know what? This guy's kind of good. Why don't we play him every day? And he played every game of the ALCS. So... ALDS, sorry. He's a good young player. It's going to be good to see what he does going forward. Shout out to that kid for taking his opportunity and embracing it. Uh, the other question I have about the Yankees is this year, um, who's going to be your guys' scapegoat? Because I feel like every year you guys have the one person that you throw under the bus. It's going to be Aaron Boone. Are you going to throw Aaron Boone under the bus? Oh, Aaron Boone's a bad manager. It can't be Garrett Cole. There's no way. He threw great. He threw great tonight uh, or last night. It's going to be Aaron Judge. Who are you going to blame this year? Yankees fans, you guys are some of the biggest complainers I know. You're always blaming someone. So who is it going to be? And I feel really bad. I feel like I'm ripping into a lot of teams. I'm not even in a bad mood. I guess it's because my team stinks too. I love all teams equally other than the Cubs. They elevate a little bit. But, yeah, guys, I, I promise I don't hate your favorite team. I'm just very critical right now. Uh, so, yeah, Yankees, I, I want to know who your scapegoat is this year. Uh, Marlins, it's like like they said last year, let the kids play. Uh, that's what they got to do. They just got to let the kids develop, let the kids get better. I don't know. I really don't think there's much the Marlins can do. I mean, keep bringing in, like, quality bats like Matt Joyce, Jesus Aguilar. Bring in those quality veterans. Miguel Rojas, bring in those leaders, those guys that will work good at bats, set, set a good role model for the other guys. Uh, maybe Lewis Brinson will learn how to hit. That's a hot take. That guy sucks. He's a great defender. He's Billy Hamilton if Billy Hamilton sucked a little bit more and was slower. But Marlins, let the kids develop, let the kids play. You guys got a bright future. Padres, allow the young talent to develop and tell Manny Machado to stop being an idiot. Uh, Manny Machado, I feel like he's one of those guys that he only tries when his team's good. And I think that's completely accurate. Because last year, there was a huge like knock on Manny Machado for his effort level. And then this year, the flip com- or the script completely flipped. It was like, oh, Manny Machado's out here doing doing great work. He's very environmentally influenced. So if his environment's good, if his team's winning, he's gonna play good baseball. But if not, nah, he'll just take he'll just take the easy route. He'll just play whatever. He'll do whatever he wants. He'll be lazy. Uh, he'll make errors he shouldn't make. So yeah, Manny Machado, stop being a jerk. Honestly, that's all I gotta say about you. You kind of you're kind of the worst. And it's now into this segment. I kind of pushed this back as far as I could because I didn't want to talk about the Cubs, but I have to at this point. Is the Theo Epstein era over in Chicago? Uh, Last week, we had breaking news that Theo Epstein and Tom Ricketts were talking about when Theo's going to depart, what departing the Cubs looks like for Theo Epstein, and how that's going to go. And I'm not going to lie, I saw it coming. Um, Theo Epstein's one of those guys, he comes in, he gets a project, he gets it done, and then he leaves. And that's completely fine. I mean, it is what it is. He's a GM. He's not a player. It's not like he's not being loyal. He came in, he got us a World Series, the first in 108 years. He broke the curse here. He broke the curse in Boston. Theo Epstein is going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he should be the next commissioner of baseball. But we'll get on that tangent in a little bit. Uh, The most important day in Cubs history, October 25th, 2011. Uh, Theo rebuilt the Cubs from nothing. The Cubs were a laughing stock. No one liked the Cubs. I mean, I, that's not true. People liked the Cubs, but no one respected them. It was like it's like how the Bulls are right now in Chicago. They were just a franchise that was there. They were the lovable losers. Everyone loved to make fun of them. It was it was kind of sad. I'm not gonna lie. Being a Cubs fan wasn't easy, especially living in St. Louis at the time. Uh, hearing it from Cardinals fans all the time, it was tough. Uh, but Theo rebuilt that. The Cubs were a losing team. They were a boring team. Uh, They just had old veterans that were just out there, you know, dying. They were a place where veterans went to die. Alfonso Soriano, uh, 
And you know what? Theo flipped that script. He rebuilt that squad. He started making trades. He acquired guys like Kyle Hendricks, Anthony Rizzo for nothing, basically. And you know what? I'm proud of him. It was it was a really good run. 2011 or 2012, I guess, is when Theo started. It's just when the flip script in Chicago. I feel like people started to get excited about Cubs baseball again. And then, you know, there weren't immediate results. 2013 was hard. 2014 was hard. And then 2015, there was slight optimism. And then out of nowhere, they win 97 games in 2015. It was like, whoa, what happened? So, yeah, I mean, Theo Epstein, thank you so much for everything you did for the franchise. Um, he redesigned the stadium. He made Wrigley Field look good again. Uh, I know Wrigley Field would like has always been historic, but it was a dunk before, honestly. Theo helped rebuild it. Um, he changed the culture. And you know what? As a Cubs fan, October of 2014, if you're telling me, like, what, what's a good Cubs season? I'd be like, you know what? Finishing over 500. i I'd be completely satisfied to finish over 500. And because of Theo Epstein, now I have World Series aspirations every year. I want my team in the World Series. I really thank him for that. He really changed the culture in Chicago. And, yeah, it's just my little thank you to Theo Epstein. I'm really I'm really thankful for all you've done for my franchise. And I know you still have one more year on your contract, but I see the writing on the wall. Uh, departure will be soon, and it's completely fine. And I really hope you find another good job. I hope you become the commissioner of baseball. So that's all i got to say about Theo. Only other thing i got to say is he was talking recently, and in 2021 he said he's retooling, not rebuilding. Uh, so Theo Epstein didn't take my advice. I guess he's not blowing it up. I guess one of the most successful general managers of all time isn't going to take a 20-year-old on a podcast advice. and kind of hurts my feelings. Uh, you know what? I trust Theo. Like I say, in Theo, we trust. I don't know what's going to happen this offseason. I still think a big move, at least one, should be made. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason. But we're going to go into the series to watch. I know there's only two. Series to watch has got to be Ray's Astros. It's going to be an absolute dogfight. These are two teams that play with so much passion that it's going to be kind of cool. The Astros are cocky. The A's are nitty-gritty. They're underdogs. They're the guys that don't make much money. They're payrolls like 40 mil and here they are in the ALCS so I'm excited to see it I mean it's gonna be great it's gonna be a really really good series these I think I could see a couple bench clearing brawls maybe not brawls but bench benches clearing a couple times and them just chirping at each other these are two teams that play with some fire and you know what Kevin Cash is apparently not he's not afraid to throw at anyone so you know what here it is it's all on the line it's gonna be a great series this ALCS is gonna be really really fun also, just got to throw in there real quick. My prediction accuracy has gone up. Uh, I, had a, I had a really bad series uh, before, but I predicted Rays Dodgers World Series, and they're both in the AL or the ALCS and the NLCS. So we'll see what happens there. And they're both my picks to advance. So I guess I stuck with my word. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it was three out of four in the championship series. So that was pretty cool. Series predictions again. I got the Rays winning, the Dodgers winning, of course. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast Trivia. First, we got our easy level question. Who was formerly named Mr. November? It was Mr. Derek Jeter. If that's who you guessed, then you are correct. Moving on to medium. Who leads the postseason in home runs in 2020? It was Mr. Giancarlo Stanton with six home runs. And hard? Wow, those were both Yankee-themed. Who is the last reliever to win a postseason MVP award? And not like actually like not the, there's not a postseason MVP but you know what I mean like championship series MVP or yeah it was in 2016 that's the only hint I'm giving it was Andrew Miller uh, Andrew Miller phenomenal postseason that year um, Andrew Miller's a lockdown reliever it's kind of crazy and we're gonna hop into my power rankings again I'm not gonna lie I had a really hard time with this one I really didn't know what to do here uh, especially at the top of the order you know what I might change my mind right now uh, I had Dodgers at one raise it to 
No, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to go Dodgers 1. Dodgers are my number one postseason team left. You know, they've been great. I really don't know what else to say. That's a phenomenal team. And number two, obviously, is the Rays. Another team that's just been phenomenal. Another team that can go out and they can get you runs. They can score runs. They can play great defense. They they just do all the small things right. It's one, They're one of those franchises that, like, I don't know. It's like the culture of the franchise is like do the little things. It's like the Miami Heat in basketball. Maybe it's just Florida in general. They're doing all the right things right now. Like they're doing all the little things right, and it equals to win sometimes. It gets you to where you need to go. So, yeah, uh, the Rays are my number two. Number three, Atlanta Braves. Uh, don't know why I have them above the Astros other than the fact that their pitching has been phenomenal. I, I, you know what? They're 5-0. and uh, Yeah, that's why. They're 5-0. and I can't put the, anybody else. I can't put the Astros above them. Um, I almost had to put them above the Rays, but I couldn't do that because the Rays are just a better ball club. And then the Astros at four. The Astros didn't even make my top six last week. Neither did the Yankees. You know, I thought the Astros were going to do good. I thought they were going to go out and they were going to they're going to or the A's were going to do good. I thought the A's were going to win that series. So you know what, the Astros they surprised me. Welcome to the top four. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens this these series. Um, those are my power rankings. Man. Playoff baseball is probably my favorite time of the year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's like Christmas for a baseball fan like me. And I've been recently told that I'm not even a fan anymore. I have a baseball addiction. And I don't know what that means. I love baseball just as much as anyone with a working brain should. It's the greatest game in the world. I get a little itchy when I don't watch it. I get twitchy. You know what? Maybe I do have a baseball addiction. But that's that's on the on loose. Uh, just got one more thing to say uh, before the feel-good story of the week. Um, I'm going to be starting a new podcast, uh, and I'm bouncing between a couple ideas right now. I'm bouncing between a sports cards podcast where I like talk about the value of sports cards, um, like how to invest, because uh, I've recently got into that, and my buddy Jared is actually really, really knowledgeable on it, and him and I might sit down, start a podcast, and talk about sports cards, uh, talk about how to make some money like on the market, um, what to look for, what rookies to go after are like breakout player predictions, our bust player predictions, stuff like that. The best packs to rip, um, the best place to buy your boxes, all types of stuff. It's really cool stuff. So that's one option I might do. Uh, another thing I'm considering is just doing an all sports podcast, just sitting down, talking all sports, um, kind of just talking about whatever I want in sports. It also sounds like an interesting idea. This will definitely still be here. This is my staple. Small ball podcast will reign forever. I huge man crush on the small ball podcast <laughs> uh but yeah so we'll see i mean um those are my two options right now all sports or maybe even just like a little i don't know maybe even like a local sports thing for my college but whatever it is i know you guys will support um i really appreciate you guys all coming out and supporting every week so yeah just let me know what you think uh give me some ideas if you guys have anything that you want to hear about or if you like one of the ideas drop it in the comments shoot us a dm on instagram at smallballpod and be like this is what i want to hear or this so new podcast is in the works uh probably in the next couple weeks it's gonna be really exciting um podcasting is one of those things that I've definitely learned how to do. I've gotten a lot better at it. I wouldn't say I'm fantastic at it yet. I still have a lot to learn. Uh, there's just a lot of people that are really good at it, and I want to I want to get some guests on. That's another thing that's going to happen in the offseason. I'm going to have a guest show, hopefully a guest at least once a week. We're going to have interviews. Uh, they're going to be flying off the charts. So be tuned in for that. That's really big news. Uh, you know what? Now it's time to hop into the feel-good story of the week. Uh, this is another one of those. It's like the Tom Seaver one. It's going to be a little bit more sad, a little bit more emotional. We lost two legends this week back-to-back. Uh, we lost Bob Gibson and Whitey Ford. Um, so first off, you know, let's just take a moment of silence for those guys, uh, two of the greatest pitchers of all time. 
All right, thanks, guys. Um, Bob Gibson, ex-St. Louis Cardinal, probably one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Uh, career record of 251 and 174, 2.91 ERA. Fantastic, honestly. The guy was just a gamer. He would go out and he'd fight every every start for you. He probably had the most dominant season in baseball history, and I'm pretty sure they moved the mound uh, because of him. Uh, they switched the dimensions on it. Bob Gibson, oh my gosh, Bob Gibson went 22 and nine with a 1.12 ERA and 13 shutouts. In my opinion, I think that's the best baseball pitching season in uh, MLB history. So yeah, Bob Gibson um, pitched in a time where it was not. I'm not gonna lie, it was hard to be a black man in baseball. And he was one of the best to ever do it. So you know what, Bob Gibson, rest in peace. Uh, prayers up for you and your family. I uh, really hope that, I don't know, I just hope, I just know you had a lasting impact on a lot of people. Uh, Cardinals fans, I know it was a rough week for you guys losing that series. I'm not trying to take shots at you right now. Um, so just know, uh, as a fan of a team that Bob Gibson absolutely shoves against all the time, uh, we're here for you. We feel your pain. Uh, he was a baseball great. Um, and then another team that had a rough week, uh, the Yankees, uh, Whitey Ford. Yeah, 236 and 106 career record with a 2.75 ERA. What a guy. He went 9-1 and one in his rookie year. Um, he was just a true servant, honestly. 9-1 and one in his rookie year. Uh, great, series, great season. I think he had like a 2.89 ERA, 2.19, something like that. Really good ERA. Um, then he left for the military to serve for the country. And you know what? That's, that's fantastic. I... That's one of those things where it was like, it's like, man, like you guys are legit for that. Um, the baseball players that, you know, just upped and packed up their bags. They said, you know what, I'm a professional athlete, but I'm an American first. Uh, they went out and they protected their country. They fought for our freedom. And this is not a political statement or anything. I just thank you to the veterans. I really appreciate it. Uh, Whitey Ford, you as well. I mean, may your soul rest. Uh, pray for your family. He's the Yankees all-time win leader. Um, and it's really sad because if you think about it, uh, looking back over the last, what, three months, we've lost we lost three of the best pitchers to ever do it. Tom Seaver, Whitey Ford, and Bob Gibson. They all had some of the most dominant seasons in baseball history as pitchers. And this is a rough year. 2020 has been kind of hard. Uh, um, it's good to see the baseball community come together, though, because I feel like a lot of people are coming together and we're just recognizing the greatness of these guys. Uh, Two of the greatest to ever do it. Um, and once again, yeah, thank you for the service. Uh, thank you for going out and battling and just being some of the best to ever do it, giving us entertainment. Uh, I know I didn't get to watch you play personally, but hearing the stories from people that did get to see you play is kind of great. <laughs> it brings a smile to my face, honestly. So once again, thanks, guys. All right, well, that was great. Um, it's good to honor those guys' lives. Uh, what they mean to the game is astronomical. Uh, now we're hopping into a little segment I kind of just thought of. It's kind of one of those things I'm just going to do whenever I need to. Uh, I saw it on the Showcase Sports Show, actually. It's not really a segment. It was kind of a topic brought up. Um, Elijah Cornejo brought up the fact that Doc Rivers is an overrated manager. I was like, huh. I was like, or coach, sorry. I guess it's basketball. I was thinking, I was like, no, Doc Rivers is a great coach. He always is making the play up. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because of the talent he has on his team. I was like, like, situational basketball, he's not really a good coach. So I was like, you know what, who in baseball is like that? And I found my guy actually pretty quickly. Uh, it took me maybe like five seconds of thinking. It's Dave Roberts. It's got to be. Dave Roberts is giving these teams with so much talent. 
uh, he literally just has to drop a lineup card and his teams go out and they win. And it's like, you know what? Good for you, Dave Roberts. You you're, you got placed on a winning team. The Dodgers are fantastic. But like, if you look at his, I, he has never lost a division with the Dodgers either um, as a manager, which is cool. But if you go in and you look at the things that he like tells them to do, like in crunch time, like his substitution or his situational pitching, uh, his situational baseball, it's really not that good. I know, like, obviously, like, Cody Bellinger comes up second and third, one out. You're not telling Cody Bellinger to bunt because he's Cody Bellinger. So I get that. But if he was placed in a situation where he had to have a guy and he had to make that decision, I don't know. I'm going to come up with a bum's name. Albert Almora is up to the plate. Is he going to make the decision to tell him the bunt? Or is he going to be like, ah, you know what, swing away? I don't think Dave Roberts is really that smart. I don't think he's that knowledgeable about baseball. And this is one of those things where it was smart on him, Elijah, to bring up Doc Rivers after he got eliminated. I'm bringing up a guy who's on his way to his, what, third straight NLCS? So potentially his third straight World Series. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Our fourth straight World Series, huh? 17... 18, 19, yeah, uh, potentially his fourth straight World Series, but I feel like the guy just, he's not a good manager because he can't get over that hump. I feel like there's a lot of things that he does, and I'm just like, his forehead smack. Like, I understand that you trust Clayton Kershaw, and the biggest thing that stands out to me, I it, it wasn't the Astros cheating. Um, it was in 2017. It was at Dodger Stadium, so the Astros weren't cheating. Starting you Darvish there. Uh, I don't get that. You Darvish on short rest after a bad start. Dave Roberts, what are you thinking there? Kershaw was your workhorse that series. Um, he wasn't fantastic, but he definitely was a better matchup for that Astros lineup. Uh, he matches up with them way better than you Darvish did, especially because you Darvish got absolutely shelled in his start before when Yuri Gurriel made the the squinty eyes at him and was racist and all that. But yeah, I don't understand that. Um, Dave Roberts is not a great situational coach. I feel like a lot of his bullpen moves don't make sense either. Uh, no offense to Kenley Jansen, but you're in the playoffs now, Dave Roberts. You're you're up two runs. If you don't if you don't trust Kenley to get three outs and not give up a run, then don't bring him in. If you're not a hundred percent certain that that guy's going to do it, don't do it. Joe Kelly's been phenomenal. Um, I know Joe Kelly's kind of a head case, but Joe Kelly's been really really good. And I love how I'm bashing a guy. <laughs> in his five-year career, is 436 and 273. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to get some flack for that. But, you know, no, honestly, I think Dave Roberts is that same guy. I feel like his situational baseball is not really that great. I feel like he makes a lot of dumb decisions. I think he's an overrated manager. Um, I could say the same for Bob Melvin. Uh, I could also say the same for Aaron Boone. I feel like a lot of these guys are just giving these really good teams, and I don't know. They don't really coach really well with them. Uh so yeah, that that's just my take. Um, I don't really think Dave Roberts is all that. Dodgers fans, let me know. Let me hear it. Uh, I think I definitely made a lot of people upset this episode. I ripped into the A's. I made Astros fans upset. Other Astros fans are always upset. I made Yankees fans upset. I probably made Cubs fans upset. Gosh, um, I was nicer to Cardinals fans this episode than anyone else, and that's that's a hot take for me. That's going to do it. Thank you guys all so much for listening. It was great. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys all have a great week. Um, we got some more playoff baseball coming. We're getting down to the wire. Uh, if your team's still in, I'm rooting for your team. Unless you're an Astros fan, raise up. Uh, but, yeah, I hope we see the best baseball we've ever seen this week. I feel like that's always the hope. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a great one, and peace.